0: You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. There are some who despair at the perilous times we live in, but like my next guest, I prefer to think of today as the best time ever to be alive, thanks in no small part to countless innovators who've made our lives better. You can be nostalgic for the good old days, but who wants to give up the modern conveniences? Well, with more about this, let's welcome Alex Hutchinson to the show. You have a Ph.D. in physics from the University of Cambridge. You're a contributing editor at Popular Mechanics. And you've written a book called Big Ideas, 100 Modern Inventions That Have Transformed Our World. Tell us a few of the stories from here because there's so many amazing creations that people have come up with to make our lives better.
1: We really tried to take a very broad spectrum. So there's some really big things. I mean, the transistor is the first invention in the book from 1947. Without the transistor, probably 75% of the rest of the inventions in the book couldn't have happened. So to me, that's probably the most important one. And it's the sort of grandfather of the rest of the book. But if you're sitting in a room and you look around and think of the things that didn't exist 50 or 60 years ago, it can be very humble things. It can be the pull-top tab on a beer can or a pop can, or it can be a post-it note, but it can also be nuclear power, or it can be microwave ovens which were discovered when the inventor had a chocolate bar in his pocket melt when he went into the lab.
0: That's a great story. Are we still coming up with these types of creations today, or have we kind of lost our real innovativeness in this country?
1: That's an interesting question. One thing that's true is that we may have this romantic notion of the inventor as the lone genius sitting in the attic, coming up with this Eureka moment. That's pretty unusual, and if anything, it's probably even less usual now. Now we tend to think of the advances like an MP3 player or a hybrid car, these are things that come out of big laboratories with millions of dollars of research money, but it's never been easy to be a lone inventor. That being said, actually... We found that there were a ton of inventions that came just after World War II, which is the beginning of the era that we looked at. It was a war, and the nation really came together and devoted its resources to finding solutions, and a lot of that then, after the war, went into consumer products. So we might think today is we're having some tough times economically and maybe environmentally, and it wouldn't surprise me if that doesn't stimulate a lot of innovation in the next decade or so.
0: Well, certainly there are people who are critical of military spending, But a number of really incredible innovations have come out of government spending in the military sector. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, this is a real debate in the academic community who study the history and the sort of sociology of science. Like, I think there's no denying that a lot of technology has come to us. Is that the only way to make these technologies? Probably not. But it has worked pretty well, and we've gotten a lot of benefits, I think, out of that spending.
0: Now, when you researched this, were you surprised by some of these stories of how people stumbled upon? seems like, in many cases, there were mistakes made that led to the invention or to the discovery.
1: Yeah, sometimes people knew exactly what they were looking for and worked very hard and discovered it, but often it was exactly the opposite, whether it's the post-it note was essentially the story of a failed attempt to make a glue at the 3M labs in Minnesota. They came up with this adhesive that just wasn't that sticky, and it took them another five or six years before someone decided to make these post-it notes, and then it took another five or six years before they convinced anyone to buy any of them. They ended up having to give them away but the a thousand for free before people realize oh yeah these notes are actually useful
0: so it's sometimes it's a matter of finding the market for the product alex looking ahead 50 years do you think the world will be unrecognizable to people living today are we going to have this much more innovation or is it actually increasing
1: That's interesting. I mean, I think you could make a good argument that it'll be unrecognizable, and we just have to hope that that's in a good way rather than a bad way. (laughs) Right. I think innovation will continue without a doubt. And if I had to predict, I would say maybe the things in the next 10 or 20 years that will be the most significant, they may well be refinements of ideas that we already have, finally figuring out how to make... Hydrogen work as a fuel or solar or something like that. But that's probably what everyone has said before big breakthroughs, right? The definition of a really shocking breakthrough is that no one saw it coming. So I certainly wouldn't rule out totally radical breakthroughs.
0: Do you think the great issues of the world will finally be solved by science, such as, you know, hunger and homelessness and poverty? Will all these things be eradicated? Will it be like Star Trek in the future? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: (laughs) That's one prediction that I'm actually pretty confident in making, is that we're not going to eradicate those big problems. I think technology doesn't have the power to overcome the more fundamental challenges of you know being human on Earth. But I think we've come a long way in the last 50 years and in the last 500 years, and I think hopefully we can keep marching in the right direction.
0: And the book is Big Ideas, 100 Modern Inventions That Have Transformed Our World by Alex Hutchinson. And you have a website, which is alexhutchinson.net. Alex, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Well, Thank you so much. It's been fun.
0: We're proud to bring you InfoTrack every week at this same time. Visit us online at talkzone.com. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer. Internet services by pair.com. I'm Chris Whitting. We'll see you next week right here for another edition of InfoTrack.